Yesterday we spoke about the Pasuk La Peta Hatat Rovet and we saw that the way of the Yetzir Hara is to wait for a petah, to wait for an opening, which we said is a moment of being vulnerable in different ways. And that's when he comes to attack the person. So a person has to try his best not to be in that situation. And of course, even if he tries, sometimes it's going to happen, to be aware of the danger in those difficult moments. Let's continue. He says, Ve'od davar mafli. He says another amazing thing about the Yetzirah. Which means that the Yetzirah does not belittle. Afilu be'anyan hachikatan. He does not belittle the smallest opportunity. Lenatseyah otcha. To beat you. Which means there's nothing that is too small in his eyes that's not worth bringing you down. Just one extra word that wasn't necessary. Worth it. Not destruction of your life. But he doesn't even ignore the smallest damage. The wrong look. That moment of looking in the wrong thing or a person makes fun of the wrong things. Just a comment. Call kishalon shelcha. Any failure, the smallest failure, which we may not even count in the books of our successes and failures, because it's minute. The smallest failure, he considers it a great success, a great win. Interesting. At the Yetzirah has, has, while he has your destruction in mind, but nothing is too small in his eyes. He's the like Ohef Kesef Lo Kesef. He said that a person who loves money, even a little money, is worth it. A person who loves mitzvot, even a little mitzvot, is valuable. The Yezara, in destroying the person, even a little bit, is worth his effort and worth all of his kohot, his energies. To bring the person even a little bit down. He says, And he does this in order. Why is he so interested in such a small thing? So, A, because it's Ra. 
But he's saying, but really, in his mind, in his strategy, he's not thinking only about the small thing. He says in his mind, he knows. One victory to bring you down. You've been doing great in this area. If he has a victory over you and brings you a little bit down, Yeshameshlo will be a tool for him. It will be a new level. To, to beat you. Which means no, no avera, no wrong act, no destructive act, as small as it is, is too small for him. At the same time, he's already seeing the the connection from one thing to another where destruction will happen. How many times have we witnessed in our lives friends of ours, people that were acquaintance, people in our families that ended up in a very bad place. But it didn't start that way. It started with a very bad decision and sometimes an innocent bad decision. And then look where it led. So the Ezra understands the way this world operates. There's a rule called Avera Goreret Avera, which means Hashem created the world where one wrong act is ready to be connected to another wrong act. It's called momentum. It's called change of direction. When you're headed the wrong way, even if it's just a slight turn and you haven't secured yourself in that path, being headed the wrong way is already on your way to get to you a terrible end. So he knows that. That's what Gemara says. He brings the Gemara Masechet Shabbat. Gemara says, This is the trade, the expertise of the Yisrael. Today he tells you, okay, it's no big deal. Just do this. Tomorrow he says, come on, no big deal. You can do that too. Until he tells the person, ad could be a week, could be a month, could be a year, could be 10 years. There's an ad. There's a, at some point, Become an idol worship. Idol worship is one example of destruction. But there are many, many destruction in a person's life. Take a marriage that's destroyed. Where did it start? Started one wrong word. One wrong word, two wrong words, three issues, four issues. All of a sudden, snowball, like Joe said, and you can't believe where you are. What happened? Where'd it go? It is that way with raising children. Children don't grow up from day one that they're out of control, but they can become out of control. One step at a time. And this is the way life goes, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in Torah and mitzvot, in all areas. person has to know that the Yesara sees great value, great value 
in even a slight change in a person's habits, a slight difference in what he normally does, he sees that as very valuable. Beautiful. Great to know that. But you know, we must remember the words of David Melech in Tehilim who says, Me'oyevai tehadkemeni mitzvotecha. Simply the pasuk means that when I have enemies, the mitzvot make me wise how to beat my enemies. But some explain beautifully in the remez, it's a hint. Me'oyevai from your enemies, I get smarter in your mitzvot. Meaning sometimes you see a person doing something wrong, but he's got the right idea. And you could learn from that how to do the same thing, but in the right place. For example, you see a guy wake up five in the morning, early. He's going to rob. He's going to steal. You see how excited he is to go and do his work. Good. Learn from there how to put the same energy in doing good things. When you see people spending so much money on nonsense, you should learn from that. That when you have a mitzvah to do, people to help, should give money. So a person very often could learn from what people do the wrong way and how they do it to take that energy and use it the right way. If the Yetzir Hara sees great value in even one act that turns the person a different direction, so right away you understand there's a tremendous value in one act. One more time. Let's learn something from the Yetzirah. If the Yetzirah, who's an angel created by Hashem, if he understands the value of one act that turns the person with hope of destruction in the future, so from there, Me'oyevai, from the enemy, I become much smarter. And I realize, wow, how big is one act that changes a person's direction? An act that a person is not used to doing. His whole life, he never did it. But now, a person went ahead and did that act. He never came to shul in the morning. Never prayed with him in yet. Praying with him in yet makes you a big tzaddik. I'm not sure, I don't think. It's a basic halakha, shohan aruch. Guy never did it. Now, he takes a turn. He goes to Minyan every day. We're learning from here, that's huge. Minyan is an example. Any item of value that a person makes a change which people may look and say, okay, what's, what, what, what is that doing? What, the guy now became Moshe Rabbeinu because he started to wake up a few minutes earlier? Well, what's the big deal? You know how many things he has left to do? 
You know how many mitzvot there are? 613 mitzvot with all their branches. Forget about it. What's the value of getting the guy to do this? You see from the Yitzhak, there's tremendous value in even one act. You know a person who needs help to get him to the last end, the goal, looks impossible. How do you take a guy who's a complete mess and make him a complete success? It looks impossible. How do you take a marriage that looks a complete mess and make it awesome? Impossible. You know how many things look impossible on paper? When you look at the current status of the person, it's a relationship, it's the person between him and Hashem. Some things in life look like they're not relevant. You have to know that. The Yetzirah looks at you and says, idol worship? Impossible. This guy is not going to worship idols. Okay, he's not, that's not where he is. But the Yetzirah could see already the idol worship by having you make a slight turn. Just one wrong act, one wrong turn in your life. He never used to do that, but now he started doing it. Ah, says the Yetzirah, we got him closer. We're almost at the finish line. It's only a matter of time that we're going to get him there. This mindset needs to be real in our minds. That no matter how big a disaster is in a person's life, spiritually, socially, relation, marriage, with children, no matter how terrible is the situation, you have to know you're one decision away from turning it around. Now, if you don't know what we learned today, you look with your eyes and say, what decision? That decision? A guy made, again, the decision has to be a real decision. It has to be an honest decision. But a person who makes one real decision to turn the tide, you have no idea how powerful that is. You're already seeing the end greatness of this guy in whatever he's struggling with. People who don't have good eyes, they don't learn they don't understand the they'll never understand the value of what just happened. They'll see a person who just started doing something a little different. That's all they see. Again, I say again, if the person is doing it honestly and sincerely, if a person is doing it for other reasons, whatever they might be, I, that's not what we're talking about. But if a person is doing something in his life, a change in his life, even if it's small, but it's real, he sticks to it, it's from the heart, he does it with everything he's got. If a person makes such a turn in his life, the value of that turn is impossible to measure how big it is. You have no idea how far reaching that decision is. Again, where do we learn that? From the Yetzirah? The Yetzirah sees, if I can get this guy to befriend this person, he was never friendly with this kind of guy. But you know what? I think 
if I can get him to be friendly with him, I see he's very excited about that guy. If I can get him to be friendly with him, it's a big step. So one day he sets it up, and bottom line, he gets you to become friendly with the guy. You go to sleep that night, nothing changed in your life. Nothing changed in your life. Everything is good. He just got a new friend, that's it. That decision, says the Hawat al-Livabut, the Yetzirah is already seeing the destruction from that relationship that he started today. Today you took a turn. It's something you didn't do before. You didn't go there before. You knew that was not for you. You knew that's not the right place for you. But today you took that turn. That turn, says the Yetzirah, could be a very big victory at the end of the day. That's the same with the good. By the way, this explains a very hard Rambam. You ready for this Rambam? I'm going to read it inside. But it's words that are very hard to understand. The Rambam says in Hilchot Teshuvah. It's talking about a person who's changing their ways. What their status is. So he says, Gedola Teshuva, great is Teshuva, Shemekarevet et Adam la Shekhinah, that it brings a person closer to the Shekhinah. Okay, nice. Mekarevet et Harehokim, it brings those who are far, it brings them close. Now listen to this. Says the Rambam. Rambam is not a poet. Rambam t- talks reality. Says the Rambam. Emesh. Emesh means last night. Meaning before he turned to make the Shuvan. Emesh last night. Hayaze Sanui Hamakom. He was despised. By the Creator, not that Hashem didn't love him, but like when your son does something that makes you sick, can't believe it, you despise the way he is. Hashem always loves us. But sometimes we act in a way that it's, it's disgusting in the eyes of the Creator. Just yesterday, here's a guy, when Hashem thinks about him, he says, oh, Sanui, I hate, I hate what they got. I hate where that guy is. Meshukats. You know what Sheketz is? Something disgusting. Meruhak. He is so far, so distant. Toeva. He's an abomination. That's how Hashem looked at him. Behayom. But when was this? Last night. Last night, the guy went to sleep. He was Sanui. Hashem hated him. He hated what he represented. He looked at him as disgusting, as distant, and as an abomination. What do you think of that? Out. That's how he went to sleep. He went to sleep with that, with that record. Says the Rambam, Be'ayon. He woke up in the morning. He made the Shuvah. He started a new path. So today, that's already the next day. 
Hashem says, I love that guy. Love him. Nehmad, pleasant. Karov, Hashem says, wow, it's close to me. Be'yedid, he becomes a friend. But how long has this happened? How many years this took? How many years it took to take a guy from being Sanui, Meshukat, Meruhak, and Meto'eva the next morning? Unbelievable. You know, a guy, a guy upset you, did something bad for you, to you once, twice, ten times, a hundred times. He comes knocking on your door and says to you, listen, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, forgive me. Now, if you're a big person, you could say, I forgive you. Okay, so can we, like, go out tonight for dinner? Like, can we start hanging out again? Can we open a business together? Can we go partners again? Slow down. I, I want to. I, I would like that. But let's see. Let me see. Let me see how you are. Let's see how this goes. Let's take our time. Let's prove himself first. And then we'll get that. That's normal. Very normal. Here's a guy. Next morning. Already he is in a whole different planet. Unbelievable. Says the Rambam. How awesome is this Teshuvah? Emesh. Last night. This person was separated. There was a wall blocking between him and Hashem. Where does it say that the... Where, where, where is this wall? The Pasuk says in the Navi, the Rambam brings it. Avonotechem. A person's wrongdoing, his averot, his sins. Hayu mavdilim, says Hashem, your sins, your lack of proper actions and attitude is a block. There was literally a wall between you. So, last night, you could scream all you want. Hashem is not paying attention to you. You're off the map. Like it says, Kitarbut Fila and then Nishomea. That's right. Vehayom says that I'm bound today. The walls are down. They broke the walls down. They're now connected to each other. Like it says, Atem Badonai Now you're connected to Hashem. Shoek Venea Miad. He's so close now, he prays to Hashem. Okay, no problem. Hashem helps him. Like the Pasuk says, Before they even ask, Hashem will answer them. A person can be on such a level. That's why you go to Tzadikim for Tfilot. Hoping that they have a closer connection. They can pray for you. And when he does something good, Hashem accepts it with great pleasure and great happiness. Unbelievable. You read this Rambam, you say something is wrong. It's not normal. It's not normal. In the physical world, it's not normal for things. It's not the way Hashem made the world. Hashem didn't make the world where a person can transform 
everything about him, his midot, his actions, his, all. He went to sleep at night and the morning he woke up. It takes time. Things in life take time. Hashem made the world. You take a seed, you put it in the ground, takes time before you see a tree. It's not going to happen overnight. Hashem didn't make the world with a shock effect. You take a cold cup of water, a cold cup, and you put hot water, it's going to explode. It's too much. How does a guy, you know what it is to change one midah? To change one characteristic? You think you could wake up in the morning and your character is done? You're now all of a sudden, you're a calm person, you're, you're a giver of the best caliber. What's going on here? How does a guy go to sleep at night, wake up in the morning, and he is not just better, he's on such a high level. How could that be? It's very odd to understand this. It's not the natural way of this world. People do not change so drastically. And by the way, sometimes it's not even so healthy to, to change drastically. What, what, what happened here? But we learned today with the Yetzirah can help us understand the Rambam in reverse. A guy woke up in the morning and he made a turn in his life. He made a real turn. Whatever that might be. It's not something he usually does. He changed it. It was real. It was sincere. Already, already, the creator of the world is already seeing where that's headed. Hashem already is seeing a hundred yards ahead. Seeing, just like the Yetzirah, from one action that you mess up, is already seeing Abu Dazara when a person makes a change in the right direction. You know what it's like? You know what it's like? A guy, a guy, who catches the train that's going to the right place. So long as you get on the train. The train may be days away from arrival. But so long as you got on the train, you're on your way. If you're on the wrong train, by the way, and you try to change direction, imagine the guy's on the wrong train, he realizes it, so he goes on the train while it's going the other way. He turns around and walks the other way. You know where that's going? A lot of times in life, a lot of times in life, we stay in the wrong direction, but, right? But we turn not in a sincere way. It means we don't really get on the train. We make a cosmetic change. That was called a cosmetic turn. When the train is going the wrong way, you make a cosmetic turn. I'm not talking about that. That does nothing for you. But you make a real change. You get on that train. You know what the goal is. The goal is you need to become a much greater you. Your goal for this marriage is to be awesome. That's the goal. That's, that's where you're headed. That's where the train is going. You know that. But you also know that you're not capable yet of getting to the location right this second. But I'm going to take one thing and I'm going to turn my life around. That one thing 
is so valuable in the eyes of the Creator that last night you went to sleep as this horrible person. The morning already, Hashem says, you're awesome. I'm awesome. I'm still missing this. I'm missing that. I'm not there yet in this. Yeah, but already you have your eye all the way at the end and you made a turn. You turn in the right direction. You're on your way. As long as you have your eyes to the goal and you're sincere in your action, already Hashem sees the finish line. You're not at the finish line, but Hashem sees the finish line. An unbelievable thing. That's why the Pasuk says, Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu says at the end of his life, And now Yisrael, Ma Hashem shoel mimcha. What does Hashem want from you already? So anybody who was given such a beginning and was given little dots to fill the rest, imagine what would Moshe Rabbeinu going to say? Again, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Yisrael. And now Yisrael, ma Hashem What Hashem? What's Hashem asking from you? So you're gonna write something very, very small. What's he asking you? Usually, when you say that to your son, come on, what am I asking already? It means it's something so simple. Ma Hashem shoel nimchat. So simple. What does he continue? Kiim leirat Hashem elocha to have yirat shamaim to fear Hashem la lechet bechol derachav. To follow all his ways, all his midot, to be like him. To love him. And to serve him with the mitzvot. To serve him with all your heart, with all your soul. To keep all his mitzvot. That's all he's asking from you. Nothing else. Yeah, how much this is? This is everything. There's nothing left after this. You're basically keeping all the mitzvot with all your heart and all your soul. Your midot are perfect like Hashem. What is Hashem asking from you? How does that make sense? But some explain beautifully that that's, that's your goal. That's where you want to be. You have to have a goal. You have to have a dream. Without dreams, great things don't happen. Things... The Yetzirah has dreams. The Yetzirah doesn't hope, doesn't, doesn't wait, excuse me, doesn't wake up one day and sees you a disaster. He's been dreaming about this disaster for a long time. He already has been seeing this disaster for fair, many, many years. He's waiting for you. He's ready to destroy your life. From the, from the time you were 16 and you got with the, hooked with the wrong friend, he was already seeing where you are now. He saw it. He saw your marriage destroyed all the way in the beginning. That one day when you made a little bit of a bad choice, he already saw where that was going. Without dreams, you're not going to succeed. Says the Torah, big dreams you need to have to be a great person in every way. But Ma Hashem, what does he want from you already? Just Ma, do something. Do something. Do a Ma, do something. That's going to change. Again, something that's real and honest. No sketch. Sketch things don't work. Ma, do something. Ma, shahu. Do something. You're right. You can't repair the, uh, the, the issue you're having with your brother. You can't repair it. You're right. It's too, it's, it's too broken. It's impossible. 
Do something. Turn. Do something. You will see that the ma, the something that you put in, you'll see how far it's going. In fact, Hashem already sees it from now. Rambam says you woke up already. Hashem sees where things are headed. Can't believe it. Unbelievable. This is in all areas of life. When a person sees something that's very broken and seems impossible to fix, whether it's, like I said, a marriage, relationships, whether it's a person's uh, a, a spiritual connection, anytime you see a disaster that seems impossible, it's not that way. Ma Hashem, you just need a Mashiach, do something. Do something to turn. Get on the train. Hashem already sees where things are headed. That's how guaranteed it is. If you take the right step and you see where things are headed. But again, I say it has to be sincere. A sketch will never work. A guy was trying to fake himself and others and just going through motions not going to work. The Midrash says, remember we spoke about a petah? We spoke how the Yetzirah is waiting for the peta so that he can come in and destroy. He's waiting for the opening. Well, there's another kind of peta the Midrash talks about. Hashem says, Pitholi peta kehudoshel mahat. Hashem says, Open for me. Do it for me. Be honest. Be real. Do it with the right focus. Pitholi. Open for me. Petah. A small opening. Kehudoshel mahat. How small? Like a needle hole. Va'ani eftah lachem petah. And I will open for you an opening. You open a needle hole. Hashem says, I'm going to open it, this same hole. I'm going to make it so big that you can have, you can have trucks going through it. You could have caravans going through it. Hashem says, I'm going to help you. Guaranteed. You know why Hashem sees the great future? You know why he sees it? Because he's going to do it for you. Because he's going to open it for you. He just wants to see that you are ready to make the turn. He wants to see that you're ready to get on the train. And he wants to see a sincere person. You're a sincere person that does a macho and you stick with it. Hashem says, I already see. I already see how huge this is. This is real. Unbelievable. This is the power of a peta. The power of an opening. Let me just end off by telling you this. So far we spoke about the power of a person turning it around. Just making a turn. And the value of making a turn, as we said, is that just a matter of time before you reach the great success. It's a matter of time. Just stick with what you're doing. Keep going. Dream big and make a turn. That's all you have to do. It's beautiful. 
But you should know that we should not, we should not discount the fact that even the action itself for itself is also great. I mean, the value of your turn isn't only because it's taking you to something big. That's, that's the biggest value. That's the gold. That's the gold medal. When the Yetzirah is thinking about the Avodah Zarah in the end, that's the gold medal. But you should know that he's also thrilled that he got you at least to mess up once. It's also good. Even if you never reach the gold medal, even if you never reach Avodah Zarah, he got you down once, also terrible. And you have to know in the world of doing good things, even one small thing, one act could be very big. We have no idea how big something is just for itself. Meaning even if the new thing that you started today, even if we say it's not going to get you to the end, it will. But even if it doesn't, it's still a great value for itself. And let me give you two examples of that. Oh, that we finish. First of all, it's a pasuk in the Torah. Pasuk says, Vehaya Aikev Tishmeon. Torah says, in Parashat Aikev, it says, and it will be because you will listen to these laws, and you will keep them. And the Pasuk says, will repay you tremendously because of Ekev Tishmeon. As I'll say, what's Ekev Tishmeon? What does the word Ekev mean? Ekev translated means because. But there's another word because in Hebrew than Ekev. Ekev means heal. So they explain that the Torah is telling you you have mitzvot that people, they step on. They don't think are so valuable. They're not so big in their eyes. Small mitzvah. You should know, says the Torah, that the smallest of mitzvot can be the biggest, biggest rewarding mitzvah that you do. Small things are not small for themselves. Small things are big. Themselves they're big. Again, not only because they're going to lead you. Small things on their own, small great acts are valuable on their own. The famous story about Yeshayahu and Hezkiyahu. Yeshayahu and Navi came to Hezkiyahu and Melech. Hezkiyahu was a big tzaddik. And he came to him and he told them, Hezkiyahu, I have a message from the creator of the world to you, the king Hezkiyahu. He told them, Tzav lebetecha, go tell your family. Kimet ata, you're going to die. And you're not going to live. So the Gemara explains what does it mean you're going to die, you're not going to live? It means you're going to die in this world and you're not going to live in the next world. You're done. Hezkiah, the great Sadiq Hezkiah, he told them, you're finished. And the reason is because he never got married because he saw that his kids are going to be the Shaim, whatever the story was. Bottom line is, he decided, okay, so I'll get married. And it says he prayed, and Hashem gave him 15 more years. 15 more years for praying and changing, he's getting married. So over there it says that Hashem sent Hezkiyahu a siman. He sent him a sign 
that this is going to be. What was the sign? Hashem made it that that day the clock turned back nine hours. So for example, it was uh, 3 p.m. when this happened. Yes? So Hashem made from 3 p.m. He made it 6 a.m. that day. Okay. That was the sign that he's going to live 15 years. That same day, there was a king of Babel, very powerful king. His name is Merodach Ben Beladan. Like Ben Laden? Something like that. Merodach Ben Beladan. His custom, this guy, the king, he would wake up, right, in the morning. He would have a meal after three hours. Let's say if the day starts at six, he would start his meal at nine. After his meal, I guess it was a good meal, he would go to sleep until the ninth hour of the day. So six till nine, 3 p.m. So he eats at nine, maybe his breakfast less an hour, 10 o'clock, he goes to sleep at 3 o'clock. Beautiful. Takes a Shabbat nap every week. Five hours. Every day. Sorry, every day. Gorgeous. Don't you wish you were a king? Every day. Beautiful. That day that this happened, he continued with schedule. So what happened? He ate 9 o'clock. He finished 10 o'clock. He went to sleep. He woke up 3 o'clock. But it was 6 a.m., so he was convinced that he went to sleep till the next morning. He was very upset at his servants that they didn't wake him up. And he wanted to take some very heavy action against them. They went against the king. They told him, listen, yesterday was not a normal day. Yesterday, the clock turned back nine hours. Is the clock turned back nine hours? What are you talking about? He says, yeah. Well, who? He says, for Hezkiah or Miller. He says, who did that? He says, his God. He's what? His God is so powerful? He's more powerful than my God? He says, are you kidding? His God is way more powerful than your God. So he says, I want to go meet him. I want to go meet Hezkiah or Miller. So he takes out a pen and paper and he starts to write a letter to request a meeting with Hezkiel, the king. And he writes in the letter, Shalom, he says, Peace, Peace to the king Hezkiel. Shalom, Yerushalayim. Peace unto Yerushalayim. Shalom, Lelohim Agadol, to the great God. That's the letter that he wrote and addressed to it says that after he gave the letter to somebody to deliver it, he says, one second, that's not right. I wrote Hezkiyahu, Shalom to Hezkiyahu, before I wrote Shalom to the Creator? Can't be. It says he got up out of his throne, which is a big deal for a king. He got out of his throne. He took three steps and says, give me that paper back. He wrote a new paper back, wrote a new letter. Shalom, Lelohim Gadol. Peace to the great God. 
peace to Hezkiyahu, to Yerushalayim, and to Hezkiyahu. Hazal tell us that those three steps, that action for a king to get off of his chair and to go write that respect, that awe he showed in that act, from him came out three monster kings. Three kings that took over the entire world. That's how powerful they were. Nebuchadnezzar, Evil Merudach, and Belshazzar. Powerful, powerful kings that came. What, what did he do that he had such powerful kings? He took three steps in the honor of the creator of the world. For him, that was a big thing. It was a big step. He didn't change his life, this guy. He didn't do anything. He took three steps. And for that, he got a tremendous beracha from those three steps. You can never look at what you do and say, come on, how important was that? How important was that? You go and you walk a rabbi out of your office. How big is that? You have no idea how much beracha can come from those steps. You have no idea how many things can happen. From See, Hashem never shows us the connection between the beracha or He never shows us what we missed that we could have had, but we didn't do it. You have to know each act is valuable for itself. It says by Ehud. You heard about Ehud? Ehud was a, was a, was a, Ehud was, was a, was a prophet. And uh, he went once to the king of Moab. His name was Eglon. And he told him, he told him, Devar Elohim li elech. He told him, I have a message from God. It says over there that Eglon, when he heard a message from God, right away, he stood up out of his chair. Again, for a king, it's a very big deal. Kings don't stand up for anybody. He heard a message from God. He stood up. Hazal tell us, Hashem told him, Ata amata mikis echa. You stood up for me. He says, Ani motzi mizaracha. I'm going to get, I'm going to take from your seed, from your children. It's Shilomo. You're going to have a kid like Shilomo. More than Shilomo. You know who his daughter was? His daughter was Ruth. So Ruth obviously made some great choices in her life. But who knows what Hashem put inside of her. Something very powerful. Some inspirational moments that obviously she chose to, to make use of. But those moments, where did they come from? Why should Ruth, the daughter of Aglon, have those moments? Why? Because of one act that he stood up in honor of Hashem. And that's the tremendous Berachel. So again, one more time. We learn from the Yeserara the great value of one action that's done sincerely. One turn in life. It could bring a person and it will bring a person to the end if it's done sincerely. Hashem promises I will take you there. I will take you to the great success. Just start. If you start, turn, you will get to the right place. Besides, the value of what you're doing itself is awesome.